I just want to welcome all of you that are online, everyone that's here in person. This was a, I just feel like, you know, people are engaged today, and it's a lot easier to speak and preach when people are engaged. And so, I, 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 that's my prayer today, is just that you will hear from God, not that I'll be anything special, but that you will, you will hear from God's Word and hear from the Holy Spirit today. Uh, before we get into our, our series and our message, I just want to talk about something that's coming up. Our next series, which starts in two weeks, in, in the beginning of June, it goes all through June. We're planning to have some fun. Does anyone want to have any fun? Anybody? All right, we got like six of you. That would... <laughs> If that's any indication, uh, we're going to need some help. We'll have to hire some people in, um, but, but we're going to have some fun. So, so next month is a crazy month. We have graduation Sunday on June, the first week in June, and, and then we have VBS celebration the second week, and then the third week is Father's Day, and the fourth week we're going to celebrate the anniversary of our Korean community being a part of our church. So we've just got a ton of fun things going on next month. The series is going to be called No Zeros. Let me explain that a little bit. We're going to be in John chapter 15, uh, where it talks about the fact that, that we, if we are followers of Christ and we are connected to the vine, we should be bearing fruit. We, we shouldn't be sitting around doing nothing, staying the same, but God should be producing fruit in our lives. And there's several different ways that happens. There's the fruit of character. We grow in character. Uh, we grow in conduct. We, we learn to be more and more Christ-like in the way we treat each other. And, and then the, the third thing would be conversion, that, that we're actually bringing people to Jesus, like, that, that we grow in that area. That's God's plan is for all of us, none of us, to be zeros, and, and this kind of goes along with what we're talking about in this series. Nobody is called to sit on the sidelines, but if you're a faithful follower of Christ, you should be seeing fruit. But here, here's what I need to really get in front of you. Um, the first week in June, I believe it's June 5th, is graduation Sunday. And, and I told you, we're going to have some fun. There are going to be a few fun things happening in here, but we need your help. Are you willing to help? Amen. Good. Okay. I, I got that commitment. Now I can ask for anything, right? I need you all to bring your checkbook, and no, I'm just kidding, I'm totally joking. What I need you to do, what, the way we want to make this fun, is we don't want just the graduates to be participating, we want to all participate. So here's what I want you to do. Maybe you've got some clothing from your school, any school, grade school, junior high, high school, college, probably not fitting into that grade school stuff anymore, but, but we want you to wear something from your school days, or, I mean, I know that that may not be something everyone has, just support your school colors, and we just all want to join in on graduation Sunday and have a lot of fun. Can you do that? Amen. Just wear your school colors. I may, I may break out the old letter jacket, you know, really show off a little bit. And my, my, that was not at all impressive if you know where I went to school. But, uh, but yeah, we want to support... Um, our graduates, and just have a great time. The month of June, we really just want, I mean, listen, I, I, you know that I like to be serious, uh, but I like to have fun, and I believe that God wants us to have fun as we worship and are faithful. So join us in June, be a part of that. But today we're gonna keep uh, in our series, Who Do You Think You Are? And, and as I said, the idea in this series is, is that none of us are called to sit on the sidelines. None of us as followers of Christ are called to sit and watch everyone else build the kingdom. Every single one of us is called to be a part of it. So who do you think you are? The, the question isn't who do you think you are. The question is who is God calling you to be and who does God say that you are? And so here's the key idea behind this whole series. God's plan to build his kingdom and change the world 
is us. Let me say that again. This is way too huge for us to brush by. God's plan to change the world, to build his kingdom, is us. God's plan is you. God's plan is me. God's plan is to use his church, not 99% of his church, all of us to build the kingdom. And let me just say this. I know that churches, you know, churches can grow and good things happen because they're good leaders. Churches can struggle because maybe the leaders aren't doing as well. But, but listen to me very carefully. This church, this church will build the kingdom when all of you are faithful to what God's calling you to. I'll do my best. You have my word. I will do my best. But it's not about me. It's about what God is calling each and every one of us to do. So who do you think you are? You are God's plan to move the mission forward. This morning, before first service, I come in, and I just spend some time going over my notes and kind of making sure I'm real familiar with it. And then I spend some time in prayer. And this morning's prayer was this. Not that I would have an awesome sermon. Uh, not, not that we would have an awesome program. This morning's prayer was, God, please empower our people to be faithful followers, to do what you've called them to do. So I, I want you to make a commitment right now. Before we even jump into this, I just want you to make a commitment to be available for what God's calling you to today. Today, so far we've talked about the fact that you are called. Um, Scott Rainey, the head of um, Nazarene Discipleship International, came and spoke to us the first week and talked about the fact that we are all called to be a part of moving the mission forward. The second week, Kaylin uh, Vogman, our very own Kaylin, who's the head of uh, women's ministries for, uh, for the USA and Canada, she talked about you are equipped. When you are called, God equips you. And then last week, um, I talked about the fact that you are in you have everything you need to do what God's calling you to do. Everything you need is already, already there. You just have to be faithful and God provides the rest of the way. So today the question is, and this is the big question I want you to ask. Actually, I'm going to have you turn to each other. If you're online, you can turn to someone. Turn to the person next to you and ask, are you ready? Are you ready? So you saw when we called the Guatemala teams forward, I was one of those people. I'm going to Guatemala. We leave on Saturday. And do you know when I will be ready? Friday, Saturday morning, about 2.45 a.m. I will be ready to get in the car and come. I'll start packing, you know, Friday night about 11 o'clock. You know, I'll have about four and a half hours to get it done. We'll throw an emergency load of laundry in. We'll get it all prepared. And I'll be ready I'll be honest, over the last few weeks, I've just been thinking, I'm not ready for that. Like, I just, I'm not there. But, but the question is, are you ready? If you are called, if you are equipped, if you are enough, the next question today is, are you ready? Another way to say it would be, when are you ready? Well, for Guatemala, I'll be ready when my bag is packed and everything's in it, everything that's going to be in it. I'm going to forget some things, but everything that's going to be in it. When are you ready? What makes you ready? We've been looking through the story of Moses being called by God in Exodus chapter 3 and 4. And today we're going to kind of be moving through it a little bit, looking at some different parts. But I want you to see that, that Moses was ready because of one thing. And, and we'll get to that. 
But we're in Exodus 3 and 4, so Moses was born an Israelite in Egypt. He was raised as an Egyptian, but he was Israelite. He spent the first 40 years there in Egypt where the Israelites were being persecuted. They were in slavery to the Egyptians, and he grew up with all the privileges and benefits of being Egyptian, but, but he was an Israelite, and when he was 40... He decided that he was going to step out, I, t- I talked about this last week, and, and he got caught up in some anger <clears throat> because he saw an Egyptian man beating an Israelite, and he killed that guy. He killed the Egyptian. And so at that point, he had, to, he t- he had taken matters into his own hands, it made a mess, he had to run because he was afraid for his life. So the next 40 years, Moses spends wandering around, tending a flock. He spends 40 years just traveling around, as a shepherd. And that brings us to Exodus chapter three. We're gonna read one through four, and it's gonna be a little different today because I don't have this up on the screen, so you're really gonna have to lock in and listen as I read it. So everybody stand with me. Let me read Exodus one through four. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Have a seat. Here I am. I, wanted, I know that this was, the, this was part of the scripture that Scott Rainey talked about the first week of this series, but, but I feel like in order for us to ask the question, are you ready, we had to go back to the moment that God calls out to Moses and see his response. Do you, let me ask you a question. Do you ever like call on someone knowing the response you're going to get? Anyone? So yesterday we had company over. Um, occasionally we'll have company over, and I know I've told you this before. I'll be totally transparent with you and tell you that our house does not stay super clean all the time. And it is not a reflection of my wife. Let me be very clear. Every time I talk about this, I have you know some older people come up and, and you know give me a hard time about saying things. This is not a reflection of my wife. What this is a reflection of is the ability to bring destruction of my four boys. (laughs) Like we can clean the house completely, go in the other room, come back, and it's like nothing ever happened. Like the place is a mess. And so yesterday we have company coming over. And so there was a lot to clean up. And I mean, we're not going to do it right. We're the adults. That's why we had kids was to clean the house. And so we, now we're going to do 95% of it, and we're going to ask the kids. So, so we called down to the kids, and I know the reaction I'm going to get from my kids when I call out and ask them to help. Um, Charlie, my third, he's the one that's in most of my stories. There's a reason for that. Charlie is almost always available to help if there's money involved. <laughs> so Charlie, what do you need? How much are you going to give me? <laughs> and we're usually so desperate that, you know, great parenting, we, we offer some money for it. But Charlie's very helpful. Eli, um, he's probably in here. I'm sorry, Eli. Eli's now a teenager. He has always been the most helpful kid. I mean, he's always been helpful. 
Now that he's a teenager, maybe there's a little reluctance, maybe there's a little attitude we get, but he's always available, willing to help. I won't name the other two, (laughs) but they are not so available and willing. In fact, we know that when we call down and ask for help, we're going to get, you know, some attitude and things are going to get a little bit rocky. So, so, you know, God calls out to Moses, and we see Moses' response. If you've ever had that situation with kids or with somebody that you just knew their response, the response that Moses gives is so important. It's so important for us today when we ask the question, are you ready? So, so Moses is tending the flock. God shows up. A fire within a bush, the bush isn't being consumed, Moses is drawn to it, he goes over to it, and we hear God call out, Moses, Moses, and Moses responds with this word, hineni, hineni, and that word means here am I. Now let me explain that a little bit deeper, because it, it has more meaning than, hey, I am standing right here. When Moses says hineni, What he's really saying to God is, I am available. I am here. I am willing. You have my full attention. I'm available for what you need. This is a big statement. It's not just, what do you want? It's, hineni. I'm here. I'm available. I'm at your service. That's the way Moses responds. Now, this is key today. God is calling all of us. God will equip all of us. We are all enough. But when God calls us, how are we going to respond? Sometimes I think, I I didn't say this in first service, sometimes I think I'm like Charlie, where I'm like, yeah, God, what's in it for me? Sometimes I'm like Eli, where I'm like, all right, God, but I give a little attitude. And and sometimes, you know, I'm just, I'm just not that pleasant. (laughs) Moses says, Hineni, here am I. I'm available. God has something for each and every one of us. The question is, are you available? Listen to me. The first step to faithfulness, the first step to being who God calls you to be is being available. The first step to faithfulness is your availability. Moses, had he not responded, here am I, the story would have been completely different. And, and you guys, we're, we're going to see that there was some rockiness. He didn't always, he wasn't always 100% in and available, but he begins by saying, Hineni, here I am. I'm available. I'm at your service. The first step to faithfulness for all of us. You are called. You are equipped. You are enough. The first step is being available. To become who God wants you to be, you have to first be available. Now, I want to take just a second and talk about the things that maybe keep us from being available. Because I know for a fact, I've heard this in the church, I've heard some of the excuses for why we're not available for what God's calling. I want to make sure and, and talk about these, because I think they're, they're clearly Um, you know, answered in this story. The first thing I think is your past. Sometimes we think, well, my past is too bad. I can't be available. I can't be called. I can't be used because I've messed up too much. Listen to me very carefully. Moses was a murderer. At the age of 40, he murdered a guy. 
And 40 years later, God shows up and says, I want you to go. His past did not disqualify him from serving faithfully. Some of you may be thinking, my past is too bad, God can't use me, and it's keeping you from being available. I want you to know today, that does not, your past does not keep you from being used by God. God has something for each and every one of us, no matter what has happened in our past. The second excuse that I think we hear that's answered right here is, hey, I'm just my age. I'm too young. I'm too old. I I think sometimes we fall into a mentality of, well, I I gave those years, I served those years, but now it's time for me to sit back. Listen to me. God's plan is for each and every one of us, no matter how old we are, to serve the kingdom and to build the kingdom. Moses is 80 years old. He spent most of his prime just wandering a desert. He's 80 years old, and God says, I want you to do something huge for me. Your age does not keep you from serving God faithfully. God wants to use each and every one of us, no matter how old we are. The third thing, and we talked about this last week, your lack of skills or ability. Moses thinks, hey, I'm not good enough. I I don't speak well. And so he comes back to God and says, I just don't have it. And God says, you are enough. Listen, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how well you sing. I don't care if you can get up and speak in front of people or not. You are enough. You are called, every single one of us. There's no excuse for being unavailable. The only thing that can keep you from becoming what God created you to be and doing what God created you to do is not being available or obedient. That's it. If we will be available and obedient, God will work and take us where we need to go. So right now, let's just say, all right, God, I may have put some walls up in the past, but right now, I will be available. You may be 90 years old. You're not too old. You may have the worst past. It's the past. You may not have the most skill. I don't. I'm up here talking to you. If you will be available and faithful, God will help you become who he created you to be and do what he called you to do. The first step is our availability. No matter where you are in life, if God is calling, you are ready if you're available. You are ready. So we asked that question of your neighbor. We, we, we said, are you ready? Now turn and say, you are ready. Tell him. Speak the truth to them. You are ready for what God has for you. You are ready. Mean it. Don't just say it. Mean it. You are ready for what God has for you. Moses, despite all these challenges, despite his past, despite his age, despite his lack of skill and ability, God calls him to something huge. And I just want to take a second. I'm, I'm taking a lot of extra seconds. We're going to go a little over today. Sometimes I think we get caught up in in the big. God's calling me to something huge. And maybe sometimes we think, well, what God's calling me to is not that big and not that important. I want us to understand today that if God is calling you to do something, it's huge. If God is calling you to share your faith with a coworker or a family member or a friend, 
You may not be building a megachurch. It's huge. It's every bit as important. The kingdom is built not just by the big things, not just the people leading the Israelites out of slavery, but by each and every one of us being faithful to the huge thing that God calls us to, being faithful and available. So verse 10, God says, now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So this is like, if Moses is at A when God calls him, God's giving him the Z, this is where you're going. Moses is over here and God says, I want you, 80 year old, flawed, not perfect, bad past, I want you to lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt, that's Z. It's a big calling. Have you ever just felt like there was something God put on your heart that was just way too big for you? Anyone? I do. I'll share this in a little bit, but I, sometimes I feel like God is calling me to make a difference in certain people's lives, and I look at it, and I'm like, I don't see how we're going to go from here to here. God gives them this big thing, and, and Moses starts to push back. I, we, we've heard, um, he started with Hineni, I am willing, I'm available, and then when he hears this, go lead my Israelites out of Egypt, all of a sudden Moses says, well, hold on now. I was available for that, but I don't know about this. And, and God calls him to something huge. Scott, the first week he was here, Scott Rainey, Dr. Scott Rainey, sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful. He shared his story about how when he moved to Ukraine as a missionary, he felt God calling him to plant a church in a new city. He's moving to a brand new city he's never been to. And God's calling him to plant a church. Think about that, being an American moving to Ukraine, moving to a new city, and God says, plant a church. And Scott shared with us that, I mean, it, that was a huge calling, and he didn't know how it could happen. But then, but then God gave him the steps. God called him to have a conversation and share his faith with a guy in the mall, if you remember this. And all of a sudden, it wasn't A to Z, it was A to B, and B to C. Kaylin spoke the second week, and, and next we, taught, we prayed for our mission trips, and the, not the one leaving Saturday, but a week from Saturday is women going to Guatemala to do Thrive. Thrive is an awesome opportunity for women to gather together and grow closer to Christ and worship God, and it's been such a cool thing to see that grow here, but now it's going to go over to Guatemala. How cool is that? I'm just going to guess, Kaylin, that 10 years ago if God said, hey, you're going to go do a women's conference in Guatemala, you probably would have been like, whoa, I don't know about that A to Z there. But God has led her every step of the way, and here we are. I, I just shared with you, there are three or four people, maybe five in my life, that I specifically feel God is calling me to make a difference in their lives. And even though it's not having a women's conference or starting a church, I'm over here thinking, how in the world am I ever going to do what you're calling me to do, God? That's a lot harder to me than standing up here and preaching. And I think God has something big for every one of us, but I think God has something for us right now, and you are ready for what God has for you right now. I want you to hear this. You may not be ready for the A to Z jump. 
You not, may not be ready at the moment to plant a church in Ukraine, but if you will be available and willing and obedient to God, I believe you are ready to take the step that God has for you today. That's all you need to do is be obedient. You may not feel ready for the big calling, but you are ready to be obedient to what God calls you to do today. Sometimes we just have to be willing to take the next step. I think today that God doesn't need us all to commit to planting churches in Ukraine or leading women's conferences or any of that. I think today what we need to do is be willing and available, here I am, and to be obedient to take the next step. Uh, we're going to look through the next two chapters real quick um, and see kind of this, because Moses starts with, here am I, Hineni, and then all of a sudden as God calls him, we see how God leads him from one place to the other. He starts in verse 16. Go, assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what, what has been done to you in Egypt. So God doesn't, you know, he gave them the big calling, the A to Z, you're gonna go lead my people out of Egypt. But then when Moses kinda, whoa, hold on, God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go assemble the leaders of Israel and the elders, and gives them exactly what to say. That's more doable, isn't it? Then we see in verse 18, the elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you, are, you and the elders are to go to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So A to B, go assemble the leaders. B to C, take the leaders and go to the king of Egypt and gives him exactly what to say. And it's not this huge thing. It's the God of Jacob, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. A to B, B to C. God is calling us to be obedient and faithful, not to jump, but to do what God's calling us today. Moses still struggles. So verse 12, uh, Moses is is saying, hey, I don't, I don't have what it takes. I'm just not good enough. I can't speak. And God says, now go, and I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Every time God shows up and calls Moses, he calls him to a step of obedience, a step. And as Moses is faithful to say yes and to be obedient, all of a sudden that impossible thing A to Z God's moving him right along. And I mean, spoiler alert, he leads God's people out of Egypt. He goes from A to Z, not in one day, but through faithful obedience, through being available. And, and we see that Moses struggles. This is so human. I, I love this. It's so human. He says, whoa, God, I can't do this. I'm my past. Whoa, I'm too old. Whoa, I can't speak. He doubts. He struggles, we doubt, we struggle. I, I was very transparent with you last week. I struggle to know that I'm enough. If we're available and obedient, God will lead us every step of the way. I may not know how to lead my friend from here to here, but you know what happens? When I'm available and obedient, I can be sitting at lunch with this friend and all of a sudden we're in this conversation and God says, hey, did you hear that? Say this. I don't hear it, but I feel it. And then all of a sudden it's, hey, 
invite them over. Hey, uh, Easter, I really felt led, even though one of, one of the people that I've been spending time with, I didn't think there was any chance that they would come to church, and I felt like God saying, hey, invite them. And you know what? They didn't come to church. But God was asking me to be obedient and available and listen to me very carefully. When God calls us to go from A to Z, if we will be faithful and obedient, we will be who God called us to be and do what God's called us to do. I believe with all my heart that if I am faithful and obedient, God will do what he's calling me to do. God leads us, not from A to Z, but from A to B and B to C and C to D, and I'm not gonna keep going. He leads us, and if we will be faithful and obedient, we will accomplish what God's calling us to. So number one, God leads us every step of the way, but number two, we're gonna pick it up in verse 14, and this is kind of a, um, this, it starts kind of rough, but there's something awesome here that we see it says, then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. Because at this point, Moses said, you know what? I just don't want to go find someone else. It says, the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He's already on his way to meet you. And he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so that you can perform the signs with it. So do you see what happened here? Moses was available. Hineni. God gave him the calling. Moses pushed back, whoa, I'm not good enough. God led him every step of the way, and even at the point where Moses says, hey, I just don't want to do it, I can't do it, I want us to see something about Moses. He never ran from God. He kept in the conversation. He kept available. See, there's two ways you can react. You don't know it. You will not always be 100% confident that what God's calling you to do can be accomplished. You won't always have that assurance. But if you'll stay available and say, here am I, I'm at your service, God will lead you along the way. We see another biblical character, Jonah, who just said, nope, I'm not doing what you're calling me to do. I'm taking off, and it didn't work so well. You can go look it up yourself Stay available. God will lead you every step of the way. And then what we see here, and this is really good, is that God is already ahead of you working. He says, hey, you don't want to go. I get it. You've got all these excuses. I get it. But guess what? Your brother, Aaron, is on his way here right now. And he's going to help you. See, before Moses ever said anything to God, God was already at work to prepare the way for Moses to be faithful. Before anything, listen to me. When God calls you to something, whether it's to lead someone else to Christ, to lead a women's event in Guatemala, to start a church in Ukraine, God is already working, even when you don't see it, to make things happen. Are you ready? You are because God is already at work. See, I believe that God's already planting things in people's hearts and lives. I believe God's already at work 
to make the things that God is calling us to happen. And even in the midst of Moses' doubting and struggle, God says, hey, I've got you. So not only will God lead you from A to B and B to C and C to D, not only will God lead you every step of the way if you're available, but God's already ahead of you. He's already at T working to make sure that when you get there, you're ready. And it's all going to work. You are ready because as Kaylin talked about the second week, you are equipped. God is already equipping you ahead of time. God is already at work. So you are ready. God's plan to reach the world is to use you, to use me. Listen, I believe this with all my heart. Like, I, I believe that God wants to transform our families. I believe that God wants to transform our communities. There's no calling too small. You may not be called to lead the Israelites out of Egypt or plant a church, but if you will be faithful and available and obedient to God, that is no small thing. If one of those five people, and I believe that five of those five people are going to come to know Jesus, if one of those five people come to know Jesus, do you know how huge that is? Do you know that I'm here today because somebody was faithful to be obedient and available to God? And generations have been changed in the Mahaffey family because of somebody's faithfulness, not in planning a church in Ukraine, but in sharing their faith, teaching Sunday school, whatever it is. If we will be available and obedient, God is already at work. And if we will, imagine, can I throw down a challenge? You ready? <laughs> what if every single one of us brought somebody to Christ this year? What do you think this church would look like next year if every single one of us shared our faith and brought someone to Christ? Do you believe that can happen? I know it can happen. God wants us to be available and God's plan to change this world, our community, your families, God's plan is to use us. So the question today was, are you ready? And that question can be answered with this other question. Are you willing to say today, here am I, Hineni, I am at your service. So this is simple, I'm not calling you today to like commit yourself to go be a missionary or plant a church or do any, here's what, here's what I believe God wants us to do today. I believe God wants us to say, here I am. I want the worship team to come up and we're, we're gonna sing a song, um, call, it, it works pretty well, it's called Available. And the words just say, I am available. So here's what I want you to do. In response to God's word, I want each and every one of us to take time as we start singing to pray and pray this prayer. Pray this word, Hineni, here I am, Lord. I am available. I don't know what God's gonna call you to, but I know if you will be available and say, here I am, God will move you towards the mission. God will move you in obedience. So I want you to pray as we sing the song. And then there's a part that we, we're gonna have you stand. And when we have you stand, I, I want you to put your hands out. And I want you to say, here I am, Lord. You can have it all. You are God's plan to redeem and restore this world. Are you ready? Father?
I pray that each and every one of us right now would just open our hearts and our minds to you. I pray that each and every one of us would just say, Lord, whatever it is, I'm here. I may not believe it. I may doubt. I may struggle, but I'm here, Lord. I'm available. And Lord, I pray that you would start speaking to us. I'll bet you're already speaking to some people. Lord, if if you are calling us to something today, I just pray that we would be available and obedient. Speak to us. We are here in Jesus' name. Amen.